Halo began as a video strategy game called Monkey Nuts. By the time its release rolled around in 2001, it was a futuristic alien vs. super soldier first-person shooter headlining the launch of Microsoft's first console, Xbox. What was Monkey Nuts supposed to be? Monkey Nuts was the game. Right, but like, was there a different story that they had planned for it? Or was it supposed to be like Halo is? It was a strategy game. There was It became a third-person shooter, and then it followed by becoming a first-person shooter. Right, yeah. And I never actually played Halo, but I used to review Red vs. Blue reviews on my YouTube channel. Oh, we'll talk about Red vs. Blue, because <laughs> it feels like a lot of the plot from Red vs. Blue was basically a parody of yeah, Halo, obviously, I, because they used Halo characters. I mean, before this TV show, I think the closest thing we had to, like, a Halo, even though I know they tried to make a movie that was kind of development hell for years upon years, the closest thing we the, had... It wasn't just the movie that was kind of development hell. This yeah. TV show was kind of development But hell. the closest thing we had to an in-real-life Halo, like, TV series was, I think, the season 14 finale of Red vs. Blue, where, like, the characters from that actually make it into the real world and, like, infiltrate Rooster Teeth Studio. Well, I do know in the actual games, they do some Easter eggs with red vs. blue characters yeah, in the yeah, later I games. That, yeah, <laughs> I, I remember it was like the second episode, They like the Chupacabra, I think. So even like though you never bowl. played Halo, you have a good amount of knowledge about Halo based yeah. on the red vs. blue yeah. <laughs> 14 seasons that yeah. you watched. Because I, I, I would go you on the Wikipedia. You stopped after season 14, though. Uh, yeah. People say that's probably a good place to stop. I think people say it's a good place to stop after like season 10. But Actually, yeah. it's an argument of whether it's 10, 14, or 13. 13 oh yeah right because yeah when you get to like season 14 and 15 i think they went into their like own singular stories where it's like at least with season 13 like season 11 through 13 was its own type of phase we're talking a lot about red vs blue this is a halo episode podcast for today's episode so i just want to concentrate on that first we can get back to the okay. red blue right. promise. in the last 20 years the franchise of halo has extended from games to novels comics movies anime toy brands and now the television series so where do we begin, not Red vs. Blue, what were your preconceptions and biases going into the show? I saw that it had like a 3.7 on IMDb a couple days before I actually watched you the know, episode. it's weird, it did. But right. once it came out, I'll just tell you right now, right now it has on a 7 on IMDb. Okay, yeah, and I mean that makes more sense because I, I was watching it and I was like, this is like... It's, it's made well. Like, it's shot well. You have, like, cool scenes. And also, you don't even have... This is actually a positive. You don't have a lot of recognizable faces. Because I feel like if anyone were to You didn't actually, recognize the cast? No. I there's The only person I recognized was the reporter at the very beginning. He's the guy from The Dark Knight Rises in Pacific Rim. He played one of the scientists in Pacific Rim opposite Charlie Day. That's the only guy I recognized. Okay, there's two people you should have recognized. The rest of them I'll give you a pass for. But we'll get into the casting in a minute. Can you tell me about this first episode what stood out uh the first 20 minutes are like complete action they they had the monsters that i only know from red vs blue but that are actually in the game and they were just taking out this whole colony that we got like five minutes of background were about. these the insurrectionists or were they the coven covenant i think they were the insurrectionists they weren't human they oh were, they weren't so this covenant they were yeah okay so the covenant yeah because they were monsters but they were able to like use guns okay and uh we get introduced oh like ak-47s that's been kind of made a big deal about no, because it, this is supposed to take place in 2,552. Th these weren't AK-47s. These were like sci-fi guns that Okay, they were good. Using. Like plasma guns. Right, exactly. Right. And we get introduced to Quan. She's kind of the um, only main character that isn't one of the Spartans. She's and, the teenager? Yeah, exactly. Not in the games. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. And I also, it might be because I've seen so many shows like it, but um, we, we got like a shot of the colony. We got them talking about how they hate Spartans and basically anyone outside of where they were. You know what Spartans are? Uh, yeah, they're like the Master Chiefs. 
like yeah. <laughs> the Master Chiefs. There's only one Master Chief. Yeah, only one Master Chief, but they're the people that like you always see at the cover of the games with like the full-on helmets and the body armor and, and genetically like engineered like humans that are meant to fight the Covenant. And we learn later on that apparently to become one of those people, you have to have your brain or like memories of it like sealed off or something like that. Mm-hmm. That, that that's revealed later on. But yeah, no. So we get so we get the little colony scene, and then we go to the outside. <laughs> the little colony scene has been talked about as very gory and murderous. Well, no, 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 because this was just like we, the introduction. Yeah, the introduction. So this no one's died. Yet. No, no one, no one yet. But like then we get cut to Quan, and she's with like other teenagers. And the second that they cut to it, even before anything suspicious happened i was like these teenagers aren't gonna make it out alive i've seen too many shows where it's like they start off like this and what do you know Quan like just kind of go, goes running and sees it what, what, explain this so they're in high school around there but i don't think they have like traditional schools so what are they colony. doing just hanging out they're just hanging out just like in a forest i'm curious what futuristic teenagers would be even like what would be in their realm are the, is TikTok still a thing? No, okay. obviously not. It's nothing. It's nothing like that. It's something like today. Yeah. yeah. All right. So these kids don't make it out. Uh, yeah. Quan ends up finding a ship, and then she's like, "Oh my god!" And she runs back to the teenagers, and she's like, "We have to go. We have to go back to the colony." And then all the teenagers, except for her, her die. Okay. And then that's when the Covenant ends up infiltrating the whole entire colony, and they just start taking out everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Quan's dad is a, a. That was something that I wasn't too big a fan of in the first twenty minutes. Quan's dad you knew was going to die he's kind of like one of the leaders of the col- colony and I was like the only way that she's going to have a hero's journey is if he ends up dying and what do you know he does um, but it was actually kind of gruesome because like Quan ends up hiding in like this uh, like carriage with a ton of people and then she sees her dad is about to die and she like runs out of the carriage and then the second she leaves one of the covenant like aliens opens up the carriage and just starts taking everybody out mm-hmm. and I was like okay well this is this is interesting and you see the blood it's not just like whack 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 yeah games you don't really see that much blood. yeah that was strange here it's like tvma it has to be i feel like because it was yeah it was bloody and gory and then suddenly that's when you get the spartans coming down like yeah. master chief like, heroes he has a he has a hero's landing like he jumps out of a plane and then like falls down and then this lifts his head team, up right and yeah like they're all wearing different suits and they're taking everybody out and i was like okay this is semi-cool but also there's some stunts in here that didn't really work like master chief does a couple jumps that looked incredibly fake your game jumps don't look yeah but when you make a tv either. show when you make a tv show you want to like at least look and they wanted to pay homage realistic. to the game <laughs> uh, anyways though yeah so this was taking up the first 20 minutes Quan's dad dies that was sad and then the your they, introduction to her your introduction to silver team your mm-hmm. introduction to what is happening the people the war that's going basically, on. basically yeah and then the they take out all of the the aliens but the aliens has managed to take out the whole entire colony except for Quan. over 150 civilians i think they said so for the next 40 minutes what goes on well you get the intro it was like fargo in that sense where it's like a 20 minute thing and then the intro and then that's when um Quan is kind of like following them around like what am i supposed to do you know because she's not a big fan of spartans we learn later on that probably the spartans that ended up saving the town took out her mom yeah but she's like kind of in so a, she might be part of the insurrectionists right yeah okay and so she's like in a state of distress what the uh what like the master chief team does that's what i'm just gonna call them they go into the cave and he they is by far the leader right yeah all right yeah he's like the only one that really gets like a lot of lines and speaks by the way this reminded me a lot 
I don't want people getting mad because I'm comparing it and they're two big franchises of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So much so where you get like at the end of season one in this episode. Hey, right now, every critic is getting pretty lazy because they're getting overwhelmed with these types of shows. Video games right. turned into. So like every article is either compare everything new with everything old. Like how is this like The Witcher? Uh, how is Witcher. this like The Mandalorian? <laughs> because a video game turned into right, a okay. How will the rumored Mass Effect show compare to this when it comes out? Which 100%, we're not above doing that. But it's just funny to me that almost every article starts off with... The, the big deal for them with The Mandalorian is that whole fiasco with the um, the helmet, right? Right, yeah. Because like both of them take off their helmet. At the end of the first episode of this show, he literally takes off his helmet just like Pedro Pascal does in season like the one finale or whatever. He also just looks like it. Like Both of the costumes look exactly the same. It almost sounds like him a little bit as well. However, we know that Master Chief's name is John. Well, his name is Pedro, right? Pedro Pascal. And this guy's name is Pablo in real life. Okay, yeah, in real life. I was Pablo Schreiber. Yeah. I was going to say Pedro Pascal isn't his name in The Mandalorian. But yeah, I know. So they, they go to this like cave, and there's suddenly this stone there. And Master Chief touches it, and then suddenly he's gained some memories, which we learn later on in the episode was, was probably his actual memories. Like I say, they get them sealed off uh, when they like want to turn into the team or whatever. Yeah, I heard about this. So they sort of added more to his backstory. Because in the game, he's really just a random dude who was picked for these missions. Mm-hmm. In this, he's supposed to be more of the chosen one, more of like his lineage they has led like him it. to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like they've added that as part of backstory for him, as well as the teenager, as well as a character you're probably going to talk about pretty soon. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, they get they end up taking Quan. Quan is just in the ship, and she's not happy about it because she's with Spartans who yeah. again killed her mom, and and that's. That's kind of where the majority of the rest of Masters... Is she Chief... smart-alecky? Is she... Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's quippy. Really she's so. the sarcastic teen. Well, she's really... I mean, she's not, like, cracking jokes. She's really angry throughout the episode. Like, okay. she's, she's really mad. But then we get cut to, like, this lab. Yeah, I was wondering if this was in the game because that's when we get uh, introduced to new characters... We get Dr. Catherine. She is able to see through the Master Chief's... Uh, Natasha McElhone. Uh, she is from Designated Survivor most recently. Also, yeah. the person who did the music for this is also from Designated Survivor. Oh, okay. But she was originally also supposed to play Cortana. Do you see Cortana in this episode? I don't think so. No? Okay. Cortana, think Church from Red vs. Blue. Like, how he became sort Church of... Church was the main character in Red vs. Blue. Yes, but he was, like, an AI character that was, like, existing... The tiny version of him. And that's gonna know? be what Cortana the, is? Cortana is, like, a version of Dr. Halsey. Mm. But she was originally cast to play both versions. However, because of scheduling conflicts and COVID, they had to recast her. And they ended up giving the person... Jen Taylor ended up voicing her, the same person uh, who voiced her in the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, so people are gonna be happy about that, because... Part of the complaints that I heard about Master Chief's character is that his voice did not sound as similar to the person in the games. Yeah, well, I mean, he, the thing is, is that I, whenever they got to the lab storyline, yeah. that's when the story took like a big halt. It pause. was really boring. Yeah, <laughs> like you have that. So, Admiral, what are they doing in the lab? They're they're trying to do a lot of research. Like, for example, they see that Master Chief touches the stone. It's like Avatar, like where they're touching yeah. things and then connecting to it. Or and something. there's and there's like they end up having like all these holograms and they're realizing possibly what the stone 
Stone could do because he, Master Chief is bringing it back with him. And the Admiral's coming in and is really mad. She's like, over 150 civilians killed. This is not going to look good on our record. There's only one survivor. Like, yeah, and they want to defund your programming. That's what she she tells Doc Catherine. And so, so it's like Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah, exactly like Pacific Rim. That's They're about why. to take these things offline. Right, yeah. And, and like the only thing that Dr. Catherine, like she's pinning all her hope on the stone that uh, Master Chief is bringing back to the Poor UNC. Tom, yeah, because she's like it has like some magical powers, and then the admiral is like, "Okay, well, you better be right about that." And then we cut to like this Star Warsy scene because it's out in the middle of space. It's like location unknown. There's this huge spaceship, and we get introduced to this. I feel like they're going to be the main villain for this series. This person named Mackie. Like, she's wearing this huge dress, and then there's, like, a weird... Is she a teenager, or is she just, like, really young or anything? Uh, yeah, she's, like, around, like, 18 or 19. Okay, uh, yeah, so that's the character that... She's not in the show at all. She works for, I guess, the Covenant. You mean she's not in the game? She, yeah, she's not in the game. <laughs> she's not also not in the show, apparently. Uh, no, uh, her name is Charlie Murphy. You should recognize her. I don't, I don't know. From Peaky Blinders? She played Jesse Eden? <laughs> yeah, I, def- I definitely don't know. Okay, so you don't know who that is? No. She was on Happy Valley. Um, she seemed, though, that part, because it was only, there was only two minutes where we get to know her, seemed a little bit unnecessary. It didn't add anything to the plot yet. I feel like they could have kept that for maybe episode well, two or something. Well, people just didn't like that the Covenant was working with a human. Like, th- that just oh, does not usually... happen yeah, in the game. Cause like, they hate humans. She was speaking to, like, a creature that was, like, in a floating chair that, like... Was... A hierarch? Yeah, it, it, it reminded me of the Sith from Star Wars. Mm. Like, that's those are the type of creatures you Was it at all, with. like, the Loki bad guy? The three people. Remember when he first goes to meet those three people in the chairs? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. no, but it, it wasn't like that. Because, like, I don't know. Mackie's storyline didn't add anything. Not it, yet. It was just an introduction. Yeah. But it felt, again, like it was unneeded. Because everything else that we're dealing with, like, back with Master Chief or at the UNC, at least felt like it had a place. So, Margaret Parangoski, that was the director. That was probably the person you were talking about speaking to Catherine Halsey, right? Mm-hmm. And then the the other people, the Riz028, did you write down the names of any of these other characters? No. They just went they right didn't, by they, they went right by them. I assume if you're a big fan of Halo, you probably caught it, though. All right, but what'd you think of Master Chief then leave Schreiber's half-brother, Pablo? <laughs> I mean, I I, I like the way that he acted it. I always thought that he looked, like, cool. Uh, the, the Master Chief suit just looks cool in general, mm-hmm. so I was I was really into it. I actually didn't like how he took off the helmet. I thought it would have just been better if it was almost like the Mandalorian. He doesn't in the games, really? Yeah, I know. That's what, that's what made it so weird by the end there. Did they overdo it? Was he like most of the time without the helmet? Or just there was only bit? there was only one time. What happens is there's an Article 72 that's placed. Basically, the Admiral and Article 72 is where they need to take out Quan because mm-hmm. they don't know what she's going to say. They don't know what she's going to do. They brought in someone named Miranda Keys to like speak to her to be like, hey, you should send out a video feed telling neighboring places about these like monsters that are coming in and killing everyone. And that's Quan- also like Star Wars when they send out that Leia video. Right. And Quan yeah. is just like, no, I absolutely don't want to do that. I'm going to tell them that you blackmailed me and blah, blah, blah. So the Admiral is just like, screw this article 72 in place master chief you're going to have to kill kwan on this ship and it's already automated to go to where the unc headquarters is yeah and he's not going to kill a teenager yeah well they they had like this little bonding moment that's again where kwan tells master chief hey i think that you killed my mom and so then he feels bad about that even though he's like wearing so he's like i'm not gonna kind of tell yeah so he starts like messing with the camera taking out the security systems and then that unc headquarters knows exactly what he's doing they're like he's not going to take her out we have to start like messing with it so they do things with the ship like they start lowering the oxygen levels Hmm. and the oxygen levels in a suit but then like he's able to get to like the oxygen panel on time and like 
like puts back oxygen into the ship and his own suit so then they're just like okay fine since it's automated to get down here we're going to kill Quan ourselves and if he gets in the way we're going to have to kill him um and throughout all this craziness Quan like picks up a gun and like points it at master chief and then master chief basically tells her what's going on that's when he takes off the helmet is like an article 72 is in place and i like if you're going to kill me you're going to have to shoot for the head but like i'm just trying to help you right now and uh and right but as you didn't recognize him no from american gods mad sweeney the leprechaun i didn't see a lot of oh the leprechaun from american <laughs> i mean i was not gonna recognize is that the only thing he's in no he was also porn stash and orange is the new black <laughs> yeah well anyway and he was apparently born as a in a hippie commune which only is resonant because in the last show or a couple shows ago when we did we crashed the ceo mm-hmm. of that was also part of a commune yeah. or boots <laughs> yeah so like it, it, the admiral makes sure to bring a ton of army people to what, a ton of army people well what happens military is, yeah the military is coming out to the ship they're ready to take out Quan, but somehow master chief has like infiltrated the ship and is able to drive it manually so he just like escapes with her well almost there's this huge giant laser that like blasts the ship and as it's coming down uh, a lot that happens in this episode yeah, yeah. So, well suddenly like cortana or that stone is able to give the ship like more power uh-huh. and like and that somehow is able to make him drive off with her which makes me wonder Master Chief is able to drive off with Quan, which makes me wonder if this is going to be like a like a show that has one-offs a lot, almost like The Mandalorian, where it's like a different thing each episode, with like maybe the UNC trying to come after him like throughout the season, or if it's going to actually have a story. I mean, Halo's got such an intricate... I took a mini crash course in Halo over the last day. Yeah. Basically just learning as much as possible after never playing it in my life. And yeah, they have enough... Um, content or source material to make this show as long as they want well to. there's a ton i don't of games, think there'll right? be a lot of one-offs yeah but the games all have a storyline which all interlink together and only after like 2000 after the original trilogy did it start getting really cloudy like this doesn't exist in the same timeline as the games do it's kind of an mm. alternate reality the silver timeline as they put it that way the audience can't be as mad or the fans can't jump on every like because even the showrunner said from the beginning like we're not following we didn't even look at the games really oh wow. like, we're gonna okay. try to respect <laughs> the games but stuff is going to be different there's going to be new characters uh <laughs> things are going to happen different order you know overall like i i would say that the show was like a solid seven because i did like the first 20 minutes the last 10 minutes where they're about to like get shot and then the like cortana or the stone ends up helping them i thought that that was cool as well but and they have like these large shots i thought the cinematography worked really well do you want to know what fans of the game thought uh yeah they, they were actually okay with it it seemed like on generally uh they liked the parts with like the shield re- regeneration sound effects because it like mm. brought them back to the game and when he like stayed behind something and just let his shield that's what you have to do in the game right you have yeah to wait it out so the game <laughs> and, references but they weren't afraid to call the thing cheesy oh like, yeah <laughs> that was the biggest word that was repeated it was just cheesy 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 and they didn't care too much they were just like this is fine i mean it was made like what in the early 2000s they, which is already going to they lo- no not the games they're talking no, about no, no this, i know but like whenever you're taking something plot. from the 2000s they love the gore the, really yeah the killing of kids people really <laughs> like that because they were like i'm glad they didn't shy away from anything even though in the games it's not even that gory um there's a lot of big sets oh whether they hate they hated that the covenant was working with the humans like we talked yeah, about right. before uh and yeah it has a seven on imdb getting into a little bit more of the background here i know some people are already aware but this show has been on the docket for the better part of a decade mm-hmm. it was announced during the unveiling of xbox one way back in 2013 the year of the harlem <laughs> shake 
<laughs> Steven Spielberg, best known for creating Animaniacs, was attached to the project for years before yeah. Born Now. Um, as you said, Alex Garland and uh, who was it? Uh, the guy who made Lord of the Rings. Um, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson were going to make a movie back in like 2005. And that got like. Yeah, that got caught. And then Ridley Scott ended up making a movie later on in like 2015 in the middle of all this drama. Uh, Xbox actually sold the rights to uh, Showtime to make the show. Mm. And then um, despite all the turnover and stuff like that, and the people did tune into this episode. Uh, the first episode beat out 1883 for Paramount Plus's biggest viewership wow. premiere ever. Uh, what's ironic, though, is that if the show, because the market is so saturated with video game shows um, now, but if it had come out when it was supposed to back in 2015... Probably would have, yeah. It might have been been reached a bigger audience, yeah. yeah. Um, right now, as I said, critics are liking to complain about the same stuff, like comparisons and, and this is just like this. Um, I mean, yeah, the, I didn't... It, it does not mass effect. They did even put a Easter egg where they mentioned Captain Shepard in the background. Like someone oh, was like, Captain Shepard, Shepard, So please. taking place in the same universe. The, yeah, they kind of made a little... It might be there. it might be like DCCW where they like bring in characters like for different <laughs> episodes and they fight together. And But then my least favorite headlines were the ones where they just didn't even try and they said something like, Paramount Plus show may divide gamers. <laughs> no shit it's going to divide gamers young sheldon would divide gamers the best halo game would divide gamers there were cumulatively twenty thousand comments on the teaser trailer <laughs> paramount plus may divide gamers come on I, the rap what are you doing going, going back to the cheesiness i i did write down my notes and this was a con that it felt like a bear a more expensive one known at herb Oh, really? So that bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not a seven to me. All right. But um, I didn't know how you're going to judge this because they're usually indicators that can tell you whether or not a show is going to be good uh, other than just the ratings. It was better than I thought it was going to be because I came in there expecting it to just be like trash. I, I was like, this isn't going to be good. Good. So you had low expectations. Massive delays usually aren't a good thing. They're like a bad omen, you know? Right. Yeah. Either they the show never gets made or it just turns out. Or they just poorly. finally like bring it out and it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. The exception to the rules like Game of Thrones where they make a terrible pilot and then they spend time to read yeah. But then they also switched networks last minute. They just didn't come out on Showtime. It switched to Paramount mm-hmm. Plus, and so that's also not a good sign because it's like you're selling off the rights. And to I would it. have felt, I would have felt like if it came out on Showtime, I would have had like more hope for it because streaming, I, I to like bring it out on Showtime. That's like a video game television show that's on an actual network. Well, it was originally supposed to be the Xbox network. Like this was supposed to be a show that was on Xbox, which is weird to think about now because they really ditched the idea yeah. of doing a streaming platform. <laughs> But then it actually blew past the viewership, like I said. And so that's a positive. And then it got renewed for a second season before, like a month before the show even came out. So that's extremely positive. So there were like all these negative factors mixing with these positive ones. And it just led to this, whatever this is. All the stuff with Master Chief, a lot of those scenes, I think, is really where the brand butter of like the good the good show is. So the acting. Yeah. Well, the acting, but also just like the scenes in general. Like you either get action scenes or even like the scene between Quan and Master Chief where Quan's talking about how her mom died. Everything else, though, I felt was really, really boring. <laughs> well, the director, you may know because he actually, he's Otto Bathurst, directed the premiere of Black Mirror. The National Anthem, the one about the Big oh, yeah, okay, so and the then pilot. also the first three episodes of P.E. Blinders. The first three episodes? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to lie. The first three episodes of P.E. Blinders are probably the worst in the series. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, also, the showrunners, Kyle Killen and Stephen Kane, 
another negative factor is that they're already out. They left at the end of season one. I don't blame them having listen to the amount of lore behind the halo series and just the amount of content that they would have to digest it was probably just super i i understand that but if you're going to make something like halo like i didn't need they wrote this first episode but they had to go through like 265 scripts they had 200 million dollar budget by the end look i understand that i don't envy them but my thing is if you're going to take on halo which obviously is going to have so much information in a world i feel like it's almost like game of thrones where it's like yeah you're kind of signing up to have to do a lot of work Hmm. you know i mean it was just kyle killen i think and then they brought in stephen king halfway Mm -hmm. through because of how many people so then do they know do they know who's going to do season two yeah they do but i'm not going to talk about that right now but the we watched one of the nine episodes that have come out um it was called contact why do you think it was just the first meeting between probably between superhumans and the aliens yeah well Uh, uh, it, it could be a lot of things between kwan or master chief or also the fact that like you see the spartans fight the covenant or whatever i don't know I might check out the show just because of all the things I've learned about. Like, it's way more like Portal than I thought it would be. There's even a character who looks exactly like Wheatley in the show that, or in the games that will probably Steven show up in Merchant. the show. Looks exactly like the, the little ball that floats and yeah. stuff like that. Um, Expanse from the artifacts, the forerunners, in, in, uh, the people who created the rings. Like, that's almost exactly the religious aspect of it in Raised by Wolves. Mm-hmm. Like... There's, they steal from everywhere. Not the Halo thing, but everybody. Because Expanse came out in 2012. Do you remember in Red vs. Blue, in the later seasons, not like in season like 8 or something, when they had these evil characters show up and they were like really good assassins? And then one of them ended up turning good by the end? Oh, right. And they like started fighting them. itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's sort of what happens with some of the characters in the Covenant. Like there's a sway of allegiances and... Is it actually called Blood Gulch in Halo? No. It... No? Um, no, it's not. But it, there's the Reach there's um yeah we see the rage yeah and then there's earth and it's all over the planet right and yeah stuff like that no yeah. the beginning did remind me but of didn't blood. they like blow up one of them at one point the blood gulch wasn't it blown up yeah that's by the, very, the, by the very end of it yeah they sort of tracked the the show or the game's <laughs> development with the show it, it was weird well it was the first like internet show to really come out right uh one of them i think it's the third longest one i think there are two other ones that beat it out there was a while there where i remember red vs blue was actually on the top 250 like it was there for a little while and then like but the only the first five seasons i think then they like at some point combined it all like all seasons that they have i think they're on like season 18 now yes they are on season 18 and uh, last i checked with the wikipedia page it looks like the main characters aren't going to be as much in this season like they switched out the cast well i remember they can they continually brought back church (laughs) <laughs> like uh, they continually did so it's like they were afraid well, to church kill him was off. their cortana so right that makes sense but then like by season 13 it was like okay but he's... they didn't really have a master chief they did have someone who was named chief right or was that captain or something captain that, that was, was captain? captain captain flowers no 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 the the red one sarge sarge not chief okay sarge <laughs> I think that Halo fans are going to enjoy it. And I think that if you didn't play Halo, you're going to find things to enjoy as well. Maybe just not as much. You used to watch like Tyrone Magnus. Reviews, yeah, right? you used to. A long time ago. Well, he reviewed this for like three minutes. I know. I saw it in my suggested on YouTube. I yeah. didn't actually see what he said, though. He said that it was a little woke. But that was it. <laughs> but like he, he likes. He it. says that about everything. Yeah, every <laughs> <He's just>, that's <laughs> his thing. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.